Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Miami Vineyard Podcast. We hope this message encourages you, breathes life into you, and helps you experience God's love. Enjoy the message. Hey, Miami Vineyard, so good to be with you tonight. So good to have those of you joining us online. Hey, listen, online family, we're going to be having communion at the end of the service here today. So if you're joining us wherever home, wherever you're from, grab some crackers, grab some bread, some juice, some water, some wine, whatever you got, and uh, join with us at the end of the service today. So my name is Kevin. I'm one of the pastors. And uh, every year, something happens to us. The Miami Dolphins disappoint. <laughs> no, every year, every year, every year, every year, we have a birthday, right? Everybody. Some people look forward to it. Other people forget it and wish it wasn't happening. But so at, at our home, at our family, uh, we, we tried always to celebrate birthdays. We, we didn't celebrate them as people do today. I mean, today people rent out entire Disney theme park for a week. Okay. We didn't do that. We just, we just had more of a simplified version. So, so every year, birthdays at our house, well, cake and ice cream, of course, and, we, and a few gifts. And then the, the big thing for us was this. The kids, we have five kids. Our kids, when they, when they had their birthday, they, they, they could choose the meal for dinner that night. Now, they could, we could go out to eat someplace. We could get takeout, bring it back. Or mom could cook something. And do you know... 98% of the time, they chose mama's cooking. 98% of the time. Come on, how about a little shout out to Pastor Debbie and her, her uh, come on somebody. Some of you know that this past year, I had a big birthday, 35. This past year, I had a big birthday. I, I, I told you about a couple weeks ago, I turned the big 6-0 this past year. I don't feel like it. I don't act like it. My wife said you act like you're 10, but that's another story. But the big 6-0, so we had a big party, we themed it out, and, and, and I, called, I called my party a halftime party. Halftime? Why halftime? Because I'm only half done, I'm going to live to be 120. So I called it a halftime party, everybody brought their, wore their favorite sports jersey because it was a halftime party, because I'm only half done. But the reality is that when I hit 60, it really hit me because the chances of me living to be 120 are probably slim. And the reality is that I have probably lived more of my life on this side than I am going to live on the, on the side that's still coming. I've probably lived most of my life already. And more than likely. But turning 60 really prompted me to think about life and think about time and think about, think about things that really matter and how am I investing my life in those things, in things that matter, in, in, into people, into how am I spending my time, how am I, what kind of relationships am I forming and, and, and maintaining and, and how am I handling my finances and, and I thought of the word the James who wrote a letter to the church in the first century and James said these, he said these words, for your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, and then it's gone. I'm thinking, wow, James, maybe you turned 62. I, I, I don't know. But, but, but wow, he couldn't be more accurate. This life, this one life is so precious. So precious. 
It's every breath we take, every beat of our heart. You know, when I was younger, it, it, it seemed like everything's in front of you, and it is. And if there was one thing I could say to my 25-year-old self, it'd be, you're looking pretty good at 60. No, it'd be this. It'd be this. It'd be this. Look, choose now how you want to spend this life because it goes by so fast. We got one shot at this. And I just want to encourage you, if many of you, you know, you've got a lot of life in front of you. I just want to, most of you do. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Choose how you're going to spend this. And because, and, and so I started thinking about the Bible and, 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 and some passage in the Bible. And, and, and so many writers in the Bible had the same theme. You can, you can read it through the pages of the Bible. The, the time matters. Life matters. Life is short. It's so precious. And the Apostle Paul, he wrote to a church in Ephesus, which is now modern-day Turkey. He said these words, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. And then I think of Moses, who wrote these words. In Psalm 90, verse 12, Moses says, Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days. So there was a small group leader who was kind of on this theme with her small group, and she wanted to get her, her people in her small group kind of thinking about this and, and, and navigating this, how, how precious life is. So she, she threw out a question to her group, and she said, what would you do if you had only one month left to live? So one woman in the back spoke up and said, I would do as many good deeds as I possibly could, and everybody said, oh, that's, that's good. Somebody else said, I would dedicate the rest of my life, the one month I had to serving God, and everybody said, oh, that's, that's, that's good. She waited a little bit, and Anybody else? Anybody else? If you had one month left to live, what would you do? One guy yelled out, I'd go to my mother-in-law's house. Everybody's going like, what? And finally, the group leader said, why would you go to your mother-in-law's house? And the guy said, because that would be the longest month of my life. <laughs> Shout out to all the mother-in-laws in the house tonight. Come on, somebody, all the... All the suegras. So this weekend, this weekend we're in part three of a series that we're calling Thrive, where we're looking at this life, this one life that God has given us. We're talking about what can I do? How, how, what do I think about? How, how, do I, how do I invest in this one life that God has given us? Now, now, I'm not talking about packing more into this life because we have enough already packed into our life. Rather, I'm talking about making these wise decisions and wise choices to invest them in people and things that really matter. These, I threw out, we've been looking at a number. I threw out a number the past couple of weeks, 86,400. Anybody remember that number? Number of, number of seconds in a day, right? 86,400. How am I investing these 86,400 seconds? So I'd love for you to do something with me. We get started here today. That's to locate some message notes. Message notes are all virtual. You can find them on our Miami Vineyard app. So if you have the app, download it. Go ahead and open up the app. If you don't have the app downloaded yet, go to your app store, search Miami Vineyard. In the room today, you can scan a QR code in the seat back in front of you right here. That's a free download of our app. Once you get the app downloaded, tap on This Weekend in Message Notes. This Weekend Message Notes. And if you want a hard copy of the notes, they're available every week in the back. You can pick one of these up. A couple blanks to fill in, some Bible verses, help you track with me as we walk our way through this today. So today, part three of this series, and by the way, if you missed the last two weeks, you've got 
to go and watch the last two weeks. These three, these, these couple of weeks in this series have been powerful. I've had so many of you thank me for the message in the hallway and, and, and over the past couple of weeks. They've been powerful as we kick off this year and, and talk about how can I thrive in this life. So you got to go back and YouTube and our website. So here we're on week three, because thriving in life doesn't happen automatically. You just don't cruise through life and thrive. There's intentional choices we make in life to thrive, and we've been looking at these intentional choices. I want to give you three more choices today as we talk about how to thrive, how to make every moment count. Here we go. I want to give you three things tonight. Here we go. Here, here's the first one. Number one, live your life with passion. With passion. Now, what's passion? Because a lot of people think it's synonymous with excitement, but it's not. It's not. Passion and excitement are different. Let me give an example. One of the things I get excited about when I go to Orlando, it's not Disney World. It's visiting my two daughters who live there. Aww. Actually, I'm lying. You know what excites me when I go to Orlando? It's Giordano's deep dish Chicago-style pizza. Any other deep dish pizza people in the house today? Right? Online with us right now. Just put, put the chat. I, 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 listen, I love thick, cheesy, deep dish pizza. By the way, today is National Cheese Lovers Day. Anybody care? Uh, <laughs> but look, I say I'm passionate about it, but it's really not passion. It's really excitement because, I mean, I can eat it day one. I can eat it day two. I can probably even eat it day three. But by day four, I'm looking for something else. See, but passion is different. Passion is deeper. Passion bubbles up in your soul. It's what you live for. Passion lasts more than for just a moment. And true passion recognizes that life is short, that we've got to make the most out of this one life we're given. I love this quote by Pope Paul VI, who said this. Somebody should tell us, right at the start of our lives, that we're dying. Then we might live this life to the limit every minute of every day. Do what I say. Whatever you want to do, do it now. There are only so many tomorrows. Wow. That, my friends, is passion. So as a leader, as a communicator, it's, it's, it's real tricky to try and press this into us tonight because, because passion is so different for every one of us in this room and, and online. Everybody has different passions. Not some passions are similar, but God wired us up so differently with different passions and, and things like that. So we all have different passions. Some of you are passionate about exercise. Can I see your hands if you're passionate about exercise? Can I see those three hands? Okay, fantastic. <laughs> How many of you are passionate about staying on the couch? Can I see those hands? Anybody, any couch people? Okay, a lot more couch people. Okay. All right, all right. Hey, different passions, different passions. Some of you passionate about kids, some of you about youth, some of you about teaching, some of you finding a cure for cancer, some of you are passionate about starting your own business, about social justice, about mental health, about making a difference in this world. Some of, I have even heard there's a few people passionate about cats, which I'll never understand. But anyway, <laughs> listen, all I'm telling you is this, whatever your passions are, Start living them now. What are you waiting for? 
What are you waiting for? This morning, we had a growth track class that I hope all of us will go through here at a church. We offered once, once a month on Saturday mornings. And I met somebody in the growth track group who was 38 and just heard a story a little bit. And he's currently in school at 38, going back because his passion is medicine. So he's leaving what he was doing and going back to school for the next two years. He's in clinicals right here in Miami, uh, making sure he is living out his passion. I love that. I love that. Whatever God has given you for passion, live it out, live it out, live it out, live it out. Now, I realize that there are some limitations to this, right? You just can't, you know, he's 38. I, I don't know for sure, but appeared to be single, and, and, and that's a little easier to navigate because some, some, some of you have, might have family, and you just can't move around the country, and, and you got family, you got kids, you got some responsibilities. But can I just say this? When it comes to living out our passion and living out our dream, so many of the limitations we say, we actually put them on ourselves. And I want to give you tonight two huge limitations that I'm calling passion busters. These two are huge passion busters. I placed them on your message notes, but here's, here's the first one. Here's the first passion buster. An unresolved conflict is a passion buster. When you've got a conflict with somebody, the passion just goes out of your soul. It's like, it's like there's this black cloud over you, and, 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 and everywhere you go, there's just like this black cloud over you, and some of you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. You feel it right now. There's this black cloud over you. And somebody did something, somebody said something, and you just can't let it go. And every time the name comes up, or every time the event comes up, or every time somebody reminds you of the person, like, whoa, you, you, it, it, it hits you again, and something inside is going, eh. He's like, eh. Do that again, Pastor Kevin. Okay, eh. <laughs> it just, you just know it. It's just something inside of you. Just, it just sets it off. At least that's what I've been told, because, of course, I don't have any conflicts with anybody. Right, right. Look at this verse from the book of Job. It says this, to worry yourself to death with resentment would be a foolish, senseless thing to do. Resentment. Somehow we think as human beings that if I hold on to this, whatever this is, that by me holding on, it's getting back at them, and it never gets back at them. All it does is get back at you. Resentment never works. Resentment is just like a black cloud hanging over us. It never works. It never works. Let me ask you a question. If you knew you had only one year left to live, if you knew you had six months left to live, if you knew you had three months left to live, would you let that resentment go? Chances are almost always 100% yes. Because you don't want to live the last year with this weight on you. You don't want to live the last year with this black cloud hanging over you. In fact, there's so many people who get to the end of their life, and I've been with many, many people at the end of their life. They want to make it right. They want to make it right. I say, why wait till you're on your deathbed to make it right? Make it right today. Make it right today. You know what making it right means? You just got to forgive. Forgiveness. You just have to forgive. 
And that's how, that's how you make it right. You forgive, you forgive, you forgive, you, you, you forgive. But Pastor Kevin, you have no idea what they did to me. You're right, I don't. And can I just say some of the things that might have been done to you, I'm so sorry, and I mean it, I'm so sorry. I am not saying it's easy to forgive. But I'm saying it's the only way to cut the cord and let them go. It's the only way. It's to forgive, it's to forgive, it's to give. Because I don't want you carrying around that pain for the rest of your life. God doesn't want you carrying around the pain for the rest of your life. God wants you living freely, living lightly. But Pastor Kevin, I just can't forgive them. You're right again. You can't forgive them. You alone can't forgive them. That's why you need the power and the presence of Jesus Christ. He gives us a power to forgive. He gives us a power to forgive. He has forgiven us for everything we've ever done. And out of that forgiveness is what we extend to other people. So the first passion buster of life, no matter what your passions are, if you're holding resentment and carrying around unresolved hurt, it will just be a black cloud over your dream and your thriving, whatever that is. That's the first passion buster. Let me give you the second passion buster. This one's an unforgiven soul. If the first one is a weight, if the first one's a black cloud, this one's a weight. And this one will, will, will weigh you down. Look, look what it says. Look what it says in Psalm 38. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. If you joined us last weekend, I told you that next weekend, actually on Sunday next week, a week from tomorrow, I'll be running a full marathon with my daughter, 26.2 miles next Sunday. So pray for me that I don't die, okay? <laughs> and listen, when, uh, listen, but when I run, right, I don't want anything weighing me down. I find the lightest pair of shorts I can find. I find the lightest shirt I can find. I even take this Miami Vineyard little bracelet off and I pitch it because I don't want anything slowing me down. I, I, I want nothing to slow me down. I even, before I leave the house and go for a run, I even drain my bladder first because I don't want anything to slow me down. I want to get every last little weight off of me because I don't want anything I want to run with as, as light as I can. And sometimes I'm, when I've been training for this, this, this race and just running around the neighborhood and, and, and training and running my miles, sometimes I'll see people running. And they got a weight in each hand. Like a five-pound weight here in each hand. And they're running, they're running, and they're carrying. I took off a little rubber bracelet. They're running like miles Carrying an extra weight in each hand, 10-pound weight in each hand. I'm thinking, you are crazy. But this is exactly what it's like when we are carrying our stuff around and we haven't experienced the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. So can I tell you today, whether you're carrying around resentment or whether you're carrying around your own stuff, can I tell you today, Drop the weights. Drop the weights. As that great theologian Elsa said in the movie Frozen, <laughs> let it, oh, you guys know, yeah, yeah, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. 
Life is difficult enough without carrying this stuff around. Listen, Jesus Christ forgives and restores. And when we get, in just a few minutes, when we get finished with this teaching part, we're going to be taking communion together. We're going to be talking about just a little bit about this, 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 this forgiveness and this restoration. I'm telling you, tonight's a good night to be here. Because God wants to free you and release you and restore you. And moving on with life, because life is too short to be carrying around any extra baggage. It's just too short. And God wants to forgive you. God wants to restore you. God wants to free you. So that's number one. I told you, I want to give you three quick things. Next two will be much, much quicker than the first one. Here we go. First one, first one, first one. Live life with passion. Here's a second, the second way to make every moment count. Number two says, define my life values. What I mean by this is we've got to take some time to think about how do I want to spend this life? How do I want to invest this life? It takes intentionality. Because if you just live, you might get lucky and might live it in a great way. But I want to invite you tonight to go home and think about how do I want to invest this life? What are some of my life values? Let me just toss a few out there for you, okay? Some examples of life values. Here's one. This could be a life value for, for some of you. Maintain my overall health. Meaning not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, that I want my life, in, and for me, this is a big issue for me, but I want to maintain my overall health. This is, it's a life value. Because it, no matter if you're, if you're, 18, or if you're 88, this life value carries through for your life. It's a life value. It changes with different ages and stages of life, but it's your life value. Let me give you another one. Here's a life value. Maybe the life value is live a life of integrity. That's a life value. Here's another one. Living generously. I want to live my life generously. That's a life value. Here's another one. Pursuing and promoting social justice. Those are life values. Let me give you one of mine that has really helped me for the past 35 years of my life. Here it is. This is a life value for me. Here it is for me. Give full attention to my family. That's been a life value for me. Give full attention to my family. Now, I told you earlier, Pastor, Pastor Debbie and I have, have five kids. She had five kids in eight years. There was a season of our life where four of them were teenagers at the same time. There's a technical word for that. It's called hell. But anyway... <laughs> Now listen, you can have this value. You don't have to have kids to have this value because this looks different. You can have the value. I'm going to maintain, I'll give full attention to my family. You might be single, empty nesters in college, newlyweds, starting a family. When it's a life value, it doesn't change, but how we implement it changes. So let me give you, so that's the overall. So, so if, you, if you're making a life value, that's my life value. I want to give full attention to my family. But then under the life value, what specifically do I want to do? Let me just give you a couple specifics. For me, a couple specifics under the life value. Here's a couple specifics. Number one, I want to, when it comes to my kids, I want to enter their world. Meaning, I want to ask them, like, hey, what's happening in your life? Nothing. You know that answer. How was school today? Eh. But you want to enter their life. You want to enter their life. So for, for, for me now, we have... 
five kids that are grown. They, don't, they, they live away. But we have a group family text chat that happens. I'm telling you, there's 100 texts a day that get in that family group chat. But it's really a great way to stay connected with our kids and our family. We're st- so, so the value didn't change. The implementation changed a little bit over time. So that's one. Here's, let me give you another specific. If you, if, and then, by the way, if you're, if you're a parent here today or becoming a parent, you still got kids at home. This is gold. Let me give you, the, let me give you a, second, a second. Don't talk on the phone when anyone else from the family is in the car. Don't take that phone call. Just push it. Just push it. Don't take the phone call. Do you realize, parents, when you have your kids in the car, you have a captive audience? Where are they going to go? Do you know how much parenting I did in the car? I mean, kids would know. Mom, can you come along? (laughs) There's going to be parenting happening in the car. We're going to talk. We're going to have a conversation together in the car. Mom and dad, please, please, please capture that, those car moments. Those are fantastic moments in your car. And, and then let me give you one more little practical one. Here's, here's, here's one for me that I, that I tried to live by. Say yes to all the dad do you want to questions. Dad, do you want to? Yes. That's it. I'm tired. Do I really want to? No. But because this was part of my life values, I made it a point that no matter what, what they wanted to do, Dad, do you want to? Yeah. I really didn't, but yeah. Dad, do you want to? Dad, do you want to? Dad, 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 do you want to go to your room and leave me and my friends alone? Okay, okay, whatever, whatever. But here's what we've been saying for three weeks. We've only got so much time. And for parents here today, becoming parents, thinking about becoming parents, don't blink because they're gone before you know it. Value this time. Value this time. Value this time. Make every moment count. So number one, right? Number one says, live life with passion. Number two, define my life values. Here's number three. I told you three, three intentional things. Here's number three. Move from willpower to God's power. Because there's no way I'm going to thrive on my own. Not a chance. It's like trying to keep New Year's resolutions. Nobody keeps New Year's resolutions. Well, I mean, what is the day today? January what? 20? 20th. Okay. I mean, how many, how many New Year's resolutions are already gone? First two weeks, gyms are full. Go on week three, you can park by the front door. <laughs> we need more than willpower. We need God's power. We need God's power. And if we're serious about making every second count, and if we're serious about making some changes, it's going to take a power source other than ours. It's going to take the power of the living God moving and flowing in our life. I love what this next verse says in 2 Thessalonians. May our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father give you strength in every good thing you do and say. Wow. God wants to give you strength to live this life. God wants you to live it through his strength and his power and his presence. God wants you to thrive more than you want to thrive. 
He wants you to thrive. And he wants to infuse you with his power that you could live this life you've always wanted to live. And so what I do want now is I, I want to I do something together right now. That Jesus followers have done together for 2,000 years. They've taken communion together. And so if you're in the room today and you did not get one of these, would you put a hand up in the air? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Even if you're up front, don't be shy. They're coming around right now and give you one of these. Some folks up front here, they're coming, they're coming. Just put a hand up. Don't be shy. Online with us right now. Here's your opportunity. Grab some juice, crackers, water, wine, whatever you got. And, and it's, not, it's not important what the elements are. It's, it's important where our heart is. So anybody else, anybody put a hand up, don't be shy. Okay, don't be shy. Okay, good, good. All right, let me tell you how to use this. Take the clear plastic and pull that one back first and expose the wafer. Don't take the wafer yet. We're going to take it here in a second. And then the purple foil, take that one and pull that one back. That one's a little tougher. I just want to take a moment together right now in this in this space space here in this this room space with you at home wherever you may be and so can I ask us before we receive this right now can I ask us just to bow our heads and, and just, to, just I'm just to spend just just a couple minutes here just focusing on on what's happening and what we're about to do together because communion is again celebrated for 2,000 years it's it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's a symbolic, it's a celebration, it's a very spiritual moment to enter into communion together. It's not just something to just check off a list. It's a very spiritual moment. So I want us to enter into this spiritual moment together. And then what I want us to do together right now is this. I've got two words for you tonight. And here they are. And even as we're praying, just keep, just, just keep praying, just keep praying. I'm going to talk. We're going to talk and pray together. Release and receive. So first, right now, if you're hanging on to hurt from somebody else in any way, shape, or form, You've got some resentment. There's some people coming to your mind. They came to your mind when I was talking about earlier. They're coming to your mind now. If there's anybody in your life that you need to release and let go, would you release and let go right now? Just say, God, I forgive them. Just say it inside. God, I forgive them. Now, you might have forgiven them a million times before, but if you still sense that there's something hanging on to you, forgive them again. Forgive them again. Forgive them again. Pastor Kevin, how many times? I don't know, but I do know. Forgive them again. Forgive them again. If there's any sense of, of hanging on to you, forgive them again. Forgive them again. Release them. Release them. Release them. We don't need to carry this around with us. I want us to thrive. And Jesus wants us to thrive. Release him and let him go. So release. So re release. Release things done to you and then, and then things you might have done yourself stupid things you've done, embarrassing things you've done, just hurtful things you've done or stupid things you've done that, 
that, that you just, they just keep, they just keep bothering you. Like, how could I be so stupid? How could I say such a stupid thing? How could I do such a stupid thing? You might have wounded somebody. You might have hurt somebody. Okay, okay, we're all there. We all know what that's like. Release it right now. The Bible says that we, if we ask God for forgiveness, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Jesus is in here in the place, in the house tonight to forgive you and restore you and set you free. So we release, right? We release. And now I want us to receive. Receive the forgiveness and the restoration and the life that Jesus Christ gives. So I invite you to take this wafer that you have there in your hands. The Bible says that the night before Jesus went to the cross, he, he took a loaf of bread, he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is going to be broken for you. He said, every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Let's take this wafer together right now. Let's remember Jesus. Remember the sacrifice he made for us that he died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. He was hung for our hang-ups. He was beat up so you can stop beating yourself up. He paid the price so we would have to pay the price. So please, stop making yourself pay the price. I deserve this. I deserve what I'm getting. No, it's already been paid for. God wants you to thrive. He wants you to thrive. After the bread, he took a glass of wine, Jesus did with his followers. He said, this wine represents my blood, which is going to be shed for you, for the forgiveness and for the remission of our sin. Let's receive this right now. Let's take this together right now. Let's keep praying here for just a moment. God, tonight I thank you for what you're doing in our midst. Because I believe, God, there are some, I believe there's some real healing that happened here tonight. I believe that some of you, I believe that some of you are going to be set free tonight from because you let somebody go, because you release somebody, or because you released yourself, I believe some of you are going to be released tonight and set free tonight. And as you're going to notice it, you're going to notice it, you're going to notice that this, this black cloud that used to be over you is, is not over you anymore. You're going to notice a little freer, a little lighter, because that's the power and the presence and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And listen, if you're in, this, if you're in this, this space tonight or you're online with me right now and there's never been a time in your life where you have opened your life to Jesus Christ, then I want to invite you to do that right here, right now, in this moment. I'm going to pray a prayer out loud. You pray it inside. Say, Jesus, tonight, I commit my life to following I believe you're real. I believe you're alive. 
Jesus, I believe that you want to infuse me with your power. So Jesus, tonight, I say yes. I just say yes. I say yes to your power, to your presence, to your person, to who you are. I say yes. So God, I thank you for what you're doing in our life. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to leave a review, subscribe to this channel, and share with a friend. We'd also love the chance to connect with you. You can text the word NEW to 786-705-8930. Again, that's NEW to 786-705-8930. And we'll give you some next steps with how to plug in and get connected here at Miami Vineyard. We hope you have an amazing week. And thanks again for listening.